Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. Uh, as always, I am joined by the very handsome producer Joel. Oh, Mark, that's really kind of you to say. Well, I thought I'd spice it up You're, a bit. I, I fancy you too. Well, that's not quite what what I was getting at. But... That's what I heard. <laughs> We've got to stop doing this on Zoom, I think. Why? We've only just started. I know. Should I, should I put my top back on? You've never had, you've never had it on in the first place, Joel. <laughs> ah, it's nice seeing you naked. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Oh, going mad in this lockdown. Uh, Joel is fully clothed, but it wouldn't matter if it wasn't. It's absolutely fine. We're very good friends, I feel now, Joel. I don't think we're just work colleagues. We are friends. We are friends, yeah. Do you think so? Firm friends. I think so, yeah. Yeah? Aww, yeah. Good. Lovely. Hey, and and everyone hey, listening, hey, 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 you're, hey. Our fri- you're our friends as well. Yeah, everybody's friends. Why not? World peace. You heard it here first. <laughs> what, um... What's what's happening, Joel? What have you been up to? What is happening? Um, not a lot, really. <laughs> uh, on the last main podcast, I talked about farting in front of my oh, you did personal trainer. And my girlfriend thought that was quite funny as well. Yeah, I told her about and it. There's really been <laughs> and sort everybody of, else I know. <laughs> there's really been a vibe, I think, since then. Oh, you, how many sessions have you had since? Two. Have you been watching what you eat before you go? Yeah, really, really have. Yeah, do you, do you have? A, do, wearing... do you go to toilet before you go as well? Yeah, just to make sure I, it's I wear all... four four pairs of pants to try and muffle it if it happens again. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, so what was the react? What has anything happened since? Was there any awkward no, moments? No, I think it's all on my end, you know, because well. I'm sure. Well, out out my end, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> she is used to that happening all the time. But for me, that, you're, I'm you, not used you, to that you, you're kidding yourself, mate. That never happens. Really? That never happens. That is just you. You're the only one no. that's ever farted yeah. in front of their personal trainer. Oh man! The teacher yeah, for yeah, touching about... your legs again, though, wasn't it? Has she touched your it legs will. since? No, no, what? no. She started wearing a mask as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's funny. Has your girlfriend still been sort of ribbing you about it? Yeah, of course. Brings it up probably every five minutes. Really? I reckon, yeah. yeah. Oh, that is superb. Yeah. But this is good. This feels like therapy to tell it to yeah. the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, if you have any similar farting stories, tweet in. <laughs> at Jokes with Mark. 
Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, oh, we got some lovely reviews on... Oh, there's a review I wanted to read out because I just really liked how it was quite a nice way of... Here it is. It says, Frankenstein for jokes. Explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. You understand it better, but it dies in the process. This starts with a dead joke and tries to reanimate it. No live jokes are harmed in the process. What a lovely review that is. That's a brilliant summary. Really good. I think we should just yeah. just lift that and use it for promotional yeah. purposes. Let, let's nick it. Yeah. Perfect. Good stuff. Thanks to B-S-P-A-H-H for leaving that review. Or as it's pronounced, <laughs> thanks. Thank you very much. Hashtag Ooga for that review. Um, this week, ah, oh, what a treat this week. It's, it's only bloody Stephen Grant. Yes. Yes. What a great conversation. Like, I really like talking to Stephen Grant about jokes. We talk about jokes a lot when we see each other in person but this was on zoom and it is good solid content here he is so how so what's been happening have you been writing a lot not enough been trying to i mean this is what i've been doing setting this shit up (laughs) so you're doing two shows sorry one show every two weeks are you for creative no i was doing them every week and now i'm doing them every month and i'm trying to do my own shows I'll start those in a couple of weeks, I think, because the, cre- oh, the okay. comedian ones don't have a live audience and I've done a few with a live audience and I quite like them. So I'm going to have a go okay, at doing yeah, my yeah. own show with a live audience. But instead of making it stand up format, I'm going to try and make something a little bit more interesting. I'm trying to make it a bit more, you know, all the comics are involved, bit of a gang show type thing uh, where yeah. we have a, a theme that we've got to do stuff. And also I'm going to try and like, all comparing tends to be like the person sat there, where are you from? What do you do? I'm going to get people to get up and walk around and do stuff in their house and then relay mm. out to people, you know, it's a bit like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I suppose uh, like Alan Carr did, you know, when you have a live link up, he goes, Oh, well, let's have a look in your kitchen, you know? And you dump, dump, dump. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. That nice. Shit, yeah, it's nosy, being nosy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're nosy with what we are. So imagine we nosy with what we see. Everyone wants to see what's behind you with your books and shit. Anyway, don't they, so Yeah. Oh, cool. So what? So you've got any stuff down? Any notes of bits? How do you keep your stuff? Like if if you've got joke ideas that don't work, where does it, where do they go? Are we doing the podcasting now? Actually, you're asking me. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah, we're uh, just. This is all flowing, mate. This is fine. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Um. So I have got on my phone, I didn't realise, I thought we were just having a chat. I should sound more enthusiastic. I, I'm just really good at podcasting, mate. My interview technique, I've just put you <laughs> so... Podcasting voice. This can't put... be his podcasting voice. This is shit. It's <laughs> not making any effort at all. Uh, right, let's do this. Uh, so so I've got like uh, Google Notes here, oh, yeah. right? Which is sort of holding up, which is sort of syncs it. And if I just type in sort of search for joke ideas. So here we go. So... Um, so there is like my ideas for jokes. And then I just basically, if I got an idea, I'll scribble that down. Yeah. Uh, I had it in a previous app called Simple Note and it had six years worth of stuff in it. And then one day. No, don't, went, say, don't say that. It went mad and I lost 90% of it. Oh. it. I wrote a joke in and then it got into a loop of constantly adding it. And I looked and it just said it was full. And I looked at it and it was like, 150,000 words 
and 90% of it was one joke repeated over the top and it deleted all the other things. Was that a good joke? So like, so, um, oh, it was so bad. It was about insurance. Let's find it. Look, you can see where it all died. It just says, you know how like some shit jokes that my wife, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. last two lines on that joke is my wi. That's it. <laughs> well, it could be Wi-Fi. No, do you know what? Actually, the funny thing is, because this is this is Zoom, I can actually share it with you. I can look. I can go keep <laughs> keep Google.com. Here we go, and let's find. Uh, oh, so you've got a, okay. You got a keep bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I, actually, I can actually uh, log into my uh, into my jokes. Here we go, jokes, and then share it. Uh, uh, and uh, let's find it. Um, hang on, <laughs> Zoom. Zoom, zoom, share screen. Oh, host disabled participant screen sharing. Right, won't happen. Never mind. Yeah, anyway, fuck but you. Yeah, but if I brought it up like that, anyway, I can scroll <laughs> down to the bottom of the jokes and like it says at the very bottom, it just goes my wit and that's it. And that and the last joke, one before it is things without prices are in a live light wavelength. Poor people can't see. I mean, they're just not. They're just basically the root of an idea of a joke. Yeah, and then everything. So you like me, where you will write down just the general idea, and then then at some point sit down and try to work out how to put it together. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, uh, like here we go. Um, you know, uh, asked if I wanted to combine my utilities, electricity and water. Mum died in bath. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Right. And I, people sitting there thinking, how is that a joke? But that's just the, the bits. It's the root. It's the setup. It's the punchline. It's the reveal. So that will be it. And, and I'll have the idea and I'll write it down. Mm. Um, uh, so is that how you would present that joke? No, no, I would. No, is... because one conversation, I try and hide my jokes in what sounds like day to day speech. Yeah. So how would you then put that into the joke then? So you'd go, the, but the set, worst thing the about it is, is that I've picked something there at random that's actually quite poor. So I doubt it will. Work I don't think that's well. poor. That's not Oh, poor. I just said, and listen, and, um, well, okay, fine. So like, you know, because I, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I could say, I can't find it really annoying that people are still cold calling now. They phone up and ask, you know, like, uh, are you paying too much for electricity? And I don't know. I'm paying too much. For are you paying too much for your water? I don't know. And he goes, well, you could save money by combining your electricity and your water, which seems like a good idea, but that's how my mum died. There you go. In the park. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, I told good. her fan heaters don't live in water environments just something like that that but, would be it but do you think do you think people would i do you think just to put stop in that that's how my mum died would be enough for a, for a clever audience that they wouldn't need anymore would they because they put the two together or do you yeah, think but you know what the thing about it is is you're sitting there thinking how have i revealed the joke i've revealed the joke that's fine i can move on from it but there are so many people out there who do stand up who extricate more laughs from a joke and they mm. extricate a laugh from a joke by doing, they, they can get it four ways. They can do this, the, the re, enough revealing the setup that people work it out. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the punchline itself, which is basically the explanation. Then you've got the extrapolation where you act out the thing you talked about. Yeah. And then you've got the clowning. And if you think about it, uh, there are loads of comics who do this. So you don't think about it. And then you realize they get additional laughs for the same joke. Like for example, Zoe Lyons, Yes. has got a joke about, you know, like, you know, uh, he goes, I've got a friend of mine who asked me, do I want to come white water rafting? Do I want to white water rafting? If I want to have a near-death experience, you know, mm -hmm. I'll get out of the bath with wet on a wet tile. You know, like this gets a laugh yeah. like this, you know. Then she just goes, oh, thought it was a goner there. 
like this, like this, you know, uh, you know, and then she and then and then she'll do the thing where she'll sort of grab the mic or this and just just get my breath back. Life flashed before me eyes, you know. So she'll do the kind of she'll do the clowning, yeah, yeah, yeah. she'll do the act out, she'll do the explanation, whatever. She gets four laughs for one joke. Mm. So you know, I always look at people who do one-liners, and I think you know, I love the pithiness and the and the the poor, you know, the the, the sharpness of the writing. But you you know, you could get so much more. If out you're of a it. conversational, isn't it funny when type yeah. obso, obso comic, you can squeeze so many more laughs out of jokes. Yeah, I've tried doing that in the sort of thing in the past. It just doesn't work for me. I just have well, there to are ways that you can tag with extra lines. I mean, the, you know, Gary Delaney's got the joke about... Um, the boost one. Well, I, I'm trying to think of uh, the, the one that... Uh, he's got... Yeah, he's my wife, you know, my girlfriend says I'm hung like a, a, a donkey. Uh, turns out she only meant the smell, right? <laughs> okay. Um, and he goes, does explain why she loves Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Yeah. Another laugh. And why she calls it that. Another <laughs> laugh. So it's effectively one joke, and then you've yeah, got yeah. laugh after laugh after laugh. So yeah. there is. I've spoke ways. about tags on here before, but I only like them if the next line is better. If if a laugh is either the same or oh, bigger. You mean not, not the law of diminishing returns. No, I I, I just I hate it when the, the the tag is just for the sake of it, and it's the laugh isn't as big. I like I like the audience. Their last bit, the last thing they get from that one joke is the biggest. And then the next but, one. But if you tell a joke and you frame it so that it sounds like the line you've said is your final line, then it's then it's nice because they're not expecting it. And yeah, that Gary yeah. Laney joke does exactly that. Of course, yeah. if you've got toppers that aren't as good, put them earlier on and put your main joke as the topper, if logically it allows. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of, from a writing perspective, there's always a route round, you know, mm. uh, to try and do it. And if not, dump it, you know. Because I'm just having a look at, now I'm looking at those jokes and... So how would you, would you do a physical thing with the, the bath bit of how your mum? Well, I mean, I might not just act out for thick people going, <laughs> you know, being electrocuted <laughs> with my mum in the bath, you know, um, but I mean, but you know, but I might, I but might. Then, but then you could, but, but then maybe you, the, the, another reveal is you're the one that caused it. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, so That's here's nice. an example of the reveal like this, you know, and he goes, you know, do you want to, you know, do you want to, do you want to combine your electricity and your water? Um, then I could go, I've always been told that was quite dangerous. Mm. I mean, that's how my mum died, you know, with that fan here. Yeah. You know, I did tell her, <laughs> here you go. Yeah, there you go. Big Lovely. house, no mortgage, mate. D you know, that, that was my only option. <laughs> to me. You know, it was quite dangerous. I was touching it at the time. You know, I've taken risks in my life, that sort of thing. Yeah, but to me then, that all built perfectly. And when you went, here you go, for me, that is the biggest laugh out of all of them. So that's worked perfectly with that yeah, builder. Because I've, I've acted out, I've gone, you know, and also if you do it with a kind voice, yeah. it makes it funnier because it's so dark. Then he goes, and he goes, you know, that's how my mum died. And, you know, it was a bad, yeah. sad day. I remember with that fan heater. Here you go. Yeah. You know, that's it. It's, uh, but, you know, but we're, what we're doing now is effectively working. Because you had what? Because you had. Benefit of people watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because essentially you had wordplay and then you had a pullback and reveal. Yeah. With, with the last bit but, so then, that but, that's, great. but that's the thing about people who do one-liners i always think isn't it a shame you've only got that you know <laughs> and i do that but the problem is if i just do a joke for joke's sake yeah i have to kind of i have to uh what's the word i have to i have to almost not apologize for it but like i know what you mean voice 
Yeah. None of that, you know. Like, it's, it's like a classic really... where pe- people that don't do one-liners where they go, wee, after a good yeah. one-liner, which I find irritating because I'm yeah. like, you're, you're, you're selling it like it's not a good one-liner, but that's just because it doesn't suit your act. Whereas in like a one-liner mm. act, that would be a solid bang and you wouldn't need to go, wee, it's a joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I... I um... You know, I, I, used to, I used to have much more jokes when I started out and they were rude. And obviously I thought they were funny because I was just young and a bit yeah. thick and I didn't realise that people would, would be slightly taken aback by them, you know. And, you know, I said, rude I, tried or dark. To I, I tried to become a rent boy, but I couldn't be asked. You know? <laughs> you know, and it was just like kind of like... Really <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I love that. That's well, a good yes, joke. because I'm telling it better now telling you than I did when I said it on stage. You know, <laughs> I think I probably did it with jazz hands, you know, try to become a rent boy. Couldn't be asked. Try the fish. Are you good yeah. at put, like g- grabbing jokes at, when you're on stage that you haven't done for years? If something in the room needs it, so if that's yeah, but like I mean that that rolodex approach is just because I've been doing this 23 years. Someone could turn to me wow. and go, mm. um, you know, uh, you know, t- talk to me about something. I think I've got a joke, something to do with that, you know. But I like I like puns. I like I love wordplay. You know, but I like yeah. literal wordplay where I explain it to people. You know, I do I do jokes. I, that's why I love Twitter, because you can do wordplay jokes quite well, though I haven't done some for a while. It's all got a bit serious there at the moment. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, but I'm always trying, I always start with a joke, and then I try and work out how to put it. So that, that mum in the bath one's a good example, because it started mm. with a joke. Yes. Start with a joke, mix your utilities, electricity and water isn't that dangerous. You know, I'll, I'll see if I can find... And what's um, great about that is the setup is in logic. It's in absolute real world, which I like. There's, no, there's nothing, because that is something people would say to you. Yes, but the thing is, if you, set, if you do something like that, people are going to go, where's the joke? Where's the joke? Where's yeah, the joke? Yeah. If I do it, people go, oh, we might be talking quite seriously now, or you might be talking about yeah, something yeah. that actually happened. They don't know if it's going to be an anecdote. They don't know if it's going to be an observation. No, it's going to be a gag. And so mm. I like to keep things in the natural voice yeah. because it's the best. I still try to do that. For what the joke is going to be. Yeah. I, I, I still have, I try to do that when I, the way I sort of set up jokes, I mix mm. wordplay jokes with pullback and reveals so that I try to keep them on their toes. So mm. if they're looking for it with a pullback and re- for wordplay and then I do a pullback and reveal, they, they won't see that coming. So I try and mix mm. it, but obviously it's not as easy to get that. No, and if you look at like Milton Jones, he's like an arch joke teller and writer. You know, mm. he will he will throw in curveballs not because the joke isn't going to be the joke you're expecting. It's because he's doing stuff with his conversation. Like he will go, he'll be he'll be maybe three quarters, four fifths through the reset, and he'll go. So he'll go. So uh, to be honest, he goes. What do you mean to be honest? Do you mean everything you've said up until now has been a lie? <laughs> anyway, you've been a lovely crowd. But to be honest, okay, and that's it. That's yeah, all he does. Yeah, and then yeah, and he gets yeah, a big yeah. laugh because he's he's mm. told people what the joke's going to be about. Then he does the joke and then he goes back to other material, you know. Yeah. And he thinks like, you know, and you, don't you hate it when you go into Curry's and you buy something and they say, oh, would you like a, a warranty, an extended warranty? And you don't want to, but you end up taking a hostage. <laughs> you know, and it's just, you know, and you're going, fuck it, hostage. I didn't see that coming, you know. And it's yeah, just yeah. weird. But, but you know that he's going to tell a joke. Mm. You know by the set. You know, you, with me, the conceal comes in the fact that I'm using a language approach and anecdotal style that means you don't know if you're listening to something that will be set up or gag. Yeah, so you yeah. have to listen to all of it. So what, what I think he does there with, when he puts the voice on, 
because he doesn't do that all the time, I think that really takes your attention away from mm. looking for what the joke is. He's got loads of nice techniques like that. Because when I had him on the podcast, he he said there's the, the thing. One of the things I picked up was in this one joke. He did literal misdirection where he'd point like that, mm. so everyone it just took everyone's attention for mm. a joke that that you might have seen coming. Yeah. And then that just gave him enough time to hit it and then, then be surprised. See, that's the thing. See, I don't think even comics sometimes notice the fact he's doing that. I always realise that's the reason why he wear bright knitted cardigans and spiked his hair up. Mm. Because the thing is, he's not moving around the stage much. And he is just telling one-liners. So it's really important for him to capture, informa- uh, capture attention. And this is the problem I've got with stand-up on the internet right now, mm. is that you, you lose a ton of dynamism. And there's, was, when it started out, people were putting out, you know, online gigs where acts were doing 20 minutes each. And I'm going, nobody's got the attention span to stare at someone for 20 minutes. Right. I try to be dynamic. I've had to relearn jokes where I leave my hands up here. I was doing stuff with my hands here and no one can see it. Oh, so really? now I'm like, you know, I've got a joke about. It's going to look um, so weird when honestly, you go back to normal gigs. <laughs> you just could be walking around like this. I know exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, glass puppets. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, no, I've got a joke about trying to see the positives in things that go bad and say, yeah, where is my, you know, like, you know, like anything that ever happens in life, you can always see the positives. So, yes, my first wife did spend the majority of the time letting one of her colleagues repeatedly put his knob inside her. But she did spend half the time letting him take back out again. So it's not all bad news. Or bad news, good news, bad news, good news. I did that joke online and I kept my hands here and it was out of camera. People had no idea what the fuck I was talking so about. It's like you're wanking. Yeah, exactly. He was like this. Just my arms going like that. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, so we're all trying to learn new stuff. But no one's got the, you know, so you, you people are having to really learn about dynamism. And like, the irony of it is, it's the one thing from my previous job that's useful in comedy. Right. Because okay. I used what to design computer systems to run factories. And so uh, I've discovered, I, I used to design what's called mimics. And what mimics are, they're computer screens that represent what's happening in the factory. And we learned that people who stare at screens for eight hours a day get really tired. Mm. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that things that need their attention were, are, have specific colors and movement and styles. So we would put bright yellow and bright red, bright red flashing on stuff that was urgent and bright yellow for it needs attention. And then everything else would be in grays and blues and pastel colors and stuff like that. So when you stare at it, so as soon as something flashes red, it's awful. This is why they've got this thing about, um, they're worried that more road users are being injured because cyclists and walkers and kids and police all wearing high vis. Mm. So you start becoming blind to high vis because you see a sea of high vis. Well, that's the thing in stand-up as well, is that that sudden injection of dynamism, if it's like change your voice or you shrink or you go like that, it is all actually really important because we are, human beings are hunters. We've got our eyes at the front, not at the side. We're designed to see movement. It's that whole Jurassic Park thing about the fact that, you know, like supposedly dinosaurs only see movement. Which, by the way, is complete bollocks because what happens, they only see movement, but they see movement by moving. So if someone moves ahead towards something, they see you because it's the change in movement, you see. Right. It changes compared to their perspective. But the whole idea is, is that if you stand still on stage and talk for 20 minutes, it's fine in a comedy club because that person will briefly look behind you, yeah. they'll look to their mates, they'll check to see if the bar's open, they'll look at their watch, There's they'll laughter. look at their feet. It doesn't mean they're born. 
board, mm. but a screen is impossible. A screen yeah. is really hard. So that's why it's all six or seven minutes. So all this fucking waffle I do before a joke is all got to go. So yeah. I actually am quite jealous of the one-liners. And the, with, the, with the online comedia shows we've been doing, you know, I, I find one-liner people are doing very well to keep people's attention. But the flip side is, is I didn't realize just how much until John Maloney on how much you guys rely on the laughter Mm. For your own timing the gap it's even more important for you mm. because because not just timing it's if you do leave a gap then everyone it, it's, everyone notices dead air so naturally yeah. your it doesn't feel it just feels awkward i find whereas if you talk too but quick, i think it's awkward for you i don't think it's awkward for an audience you think about every time someone's in a conversation people leave gaps normally we just don't we don't we hear a gap and we think either I've forgotten the joke or they don't find this funny and we panic. <laughs> Other people hear a gap and go, oh, it's a gap. Do you but think we so? panic. Really? The gaps are bad news for us and normal for everyone else. I think also the trouble you've got with a gap is, so say you've got idiots watching. Or oh, right. I say idiots, that's, I mean, that's, that's probably too mean. But people that don't, haven't got a good sense of humour. Right. If you leave a gap for a joke, they have to make up their own mind whether they like it or not after every single one. Whereas, like, when it, when they hear laughter, they know. They know that it's funny because other people have, yeah. So then I think then people who haven't got a good sense of humour will then, if they don't find that one thing funny or they don't get it, more to the point, yeah. then they'll just go, this is shit. Yeah. Whereas if they don't get it, yet the whole room's laughing. Yeah. It's not the comic, it's them. Do you know yes, what I mean? they'll question it themselves. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And and it's like, if anyone's ever been to a football game, they've seen someone be shit, and no one else has shouted out their shit, they think, well, maybe they aren't. And then the whole crowd shouts out their shit, they're going, yeah, they're shit. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we are, we're all heard, we're all heard uh, creatures, you know. Mm. We, we. This is why the whole online thing, some comics won't go anywhere near it, and I totally get it. And I think it's because they understand that, and they think, without someone next to you laughing, how's this going to work? Yeah. Someone's got to kick it off. Someone's got to find it funny in the first place. Yeah. And I think, like, I think the people that just do general conversation stuff or just, just gentle chat, it's all right. But I think you need to have a fairly good, like, um, level of fame. Not fame. What am I talking What was the word I'm talking about? Pro Profile. For people to actually care about them just chatting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because to physically get up and walk out of a gig is quite hard work. It's to just get your finger and click like this is a piece of piss. Yeah, yeah. This is shit gone. Next. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. Um, I, And yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know if we can, I don't know if the comics who do the circuit like us could compete mm. with the people who have that level of profile. But ultimately, you know, a joke is a joke. And if it's a good joke, then people will like you for it. So, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, those profile people, they're not even really doing jokes, are they? They're just sort of no. on their chatting and people are, they just, just because it's there. Yeah, I saw 41 and a half thousand people saw Romesh chat to Sean. Really? That many? Crikey. 41 and a half thousand. Yeah, eventually, because he puts on Facebook Live and then people catch up on it. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's yeah. Like, and you sit there and you sort of think to yourself, imagine having a chat with a mate, which is what they did, and going, oh, I think someone's listening in. Forty-one and a half thousand people are listening in. Weird, isn't it? But I think a lot of the big comics are scared to do comedy online because they know how much it could come across badly. Yeah, but, yeah. And there's a style of comic that it really works well for. And you say conversational, 
which is nice. Mm. And I think Stuart Goldsmith's a good example of what you described. Yeah. But also, ranting comics do well. Russell yes. Payne's excellent on it. But he's been doing it and for years anyway, being, hasn't he? But he's been doing it for years. But also, he doesn't need that audience hit back. He no. just can keep going and going and going and going and going. Yeah. And you know, it is funny. And it, but it, but it's not recognisable as jokes as you and I would know. But they're, they're definitely jokes in there. It's entertaining. So you kind of you sit and enjoy it, mm. and then you, you but you you're never sitting there thinking, oh, I wish I'd thought of that joke. But you just think, oh, there's such lovely turn of language and use and execution, you know. So and you never think this is awkward because it just keeps going because he's on a it's a flow, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but it's just, isn't it? If you can come up with the ideas and relay them quickly enough, then it's it's a good style. But yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I think I think um, gag comics uh, are good because a joke is a joke and it stands up online, it stands up written down, it stands up heard. Mm. Um, but but the other problem we've got is the internet is almost entirely ownership free. Yeah. And I always think if I was if I'd spent you know the best part of five years you know cultivating these great one liners. Yeah. I, want, I just don't want to put them on the internet where other people can just basically just whole meal whole piecemeal take them yeah you know not whole meal that's bread piecemeal <laughs> take them from your set and then just relay them themselves you know that would hurt me no 100 percent. like I, I've, I haven't done many i haven't done any but i've got a, one or two booked in but they're all new material so i'm just going to be working through some ideas and they're mm. all have said that it disappears once it finishes so it, it's not going to be there. So it, no, no one can sort of hunt it down and sit there with a notepad. Mm. So, yeah. What other bits you got, jokes-wise? Do you want me to pick something at random again? Yeah, th- yeah. let's do that. Yeah, just do a few okay. randoms and just see what you come uh, up with. And see if we can, maybe uh, if it's just an idea, we can work out what the joke is. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll see if you can actually, I see that these are jokes. Again, these are ideas. Um like some of these are definitely Twitter ones because they bit, work better written down because of pronunciation and stuff like that. Okay, you know. well that's uh, interesting. Do some of those because we can. Okay, right we... here we go. I, all right, okay. So once the kids leave home, they'll be living in some dives. I'll be living in the Maldives. <laughs> right. So, so, More, di- and I've so written, written some down. dives with a hyphen and Maldives with a hyphen. Yeah. So that doesn't work. Doesn't but, work. Just it's a joke because the dives and dives, but written down, yeah, people would enjoy that. Yeah, they'd enjoy it more. So there you go. I've written it yeah. down at some point. Uh, the first igloo was supposed to be a cube, but the builder cut a load of corners. I mean, it's a kid's joke, practically, isn't it? Hang on. I, I, I still think about Maldives. Sorry. Okay, yeah, I know. This is the thing, because you're sitting there thinking, is there something in there? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was trying you. to think. I'll I... save you a job, Mark. No. No. <laughs> I've done the thinking for you. No. Right. The first igloo was supposed to be a cube, but clearly okay. the builder cut loads of corners. Nice. I like that. Is it? Is it? And that's the thing. Wow. Your, your notebook has no quality filter because you know you can come back to it with a different opinion and you can come up with something else. Because um, uh, with, right, that, with that, you'd naturally, you'd want, you'd want to put the, um, the cutting corners bit in the beginning because that's like a natural thing. And then the igloo's a silly thing. Because talking about igloos and cubes, it's a bit of a weird... Like you couldn't do that because it's it's not a natural thing you would ever say. No, but that's the whole point because I take a joke that I've written like a joke and like with the mum in the bath, I find a way of working it through. 
Because you, you could know. say you could say someone um, talk about cutting corners. Did you know that igloos were meant to be cubes? Yeah, you see, yeah, you can do it the other way round. So that feels or more I could natural. be talking to a builder and say, you know, yes. like I tell you what, be the toughest. If you're a shit builder, the toughest thing to build, isn't it? Is an igloo. Because every go to, time you go to cut a corner, you actually make the job better. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Bang. So there's two options. Yeah. So there you go. So that is that is it. So that is the root of a joke turned mm. into something like my voice. Yes. Um, here we go. Parasending, is that when disabled people go to the post box? Hang on. <laughs> What's parasending? I don't know what parasending, parasending is. Parasending is when you descend from the, when you've got like one of those things. It's not like not parachuting. It's like when you're on the back of a speedboat. Is that what that's called? Okay, if I knew that, good joke. But I didn't. Parascending, paragliding. Yeah, exactly. But there you yeah. go. Parascending. Exactly. But that's the thing is sometimes you come up a joke. But again, I'm reading. I'm running through a load of things I've written that I've, ne- yeah. that I've never. I love seen this. This day. is great. This is brilliant. That's uh, what I mean. Because you might find some gold there. You never know. Yeah. Um, you can tell how uh, you can age a man. Uh, and this comes on the back of talking about women and their voice and their neck. And I had a little piece about women women's necks always give away how old they are. I mean, so say it's the men as well, but you can, it's easy to tell how old a man is uh, by how far they ejaculate. Okay. And I just said, it doesn't matter how good someone looks, right? But in their twenties, it's like a Nerf gun. You're hunting, hunting around the back of the sofa, trying to find it. Like I've got it in, in your thirties. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a yogurt pot. You're not expecting much. Open it. It's like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. And, uh, and then I go, and then I think, where is it? I go in your forties, and this is the act that I do. And I've done it a couple of times on stage. And if I get the noise right as well, it says, in your 40s, it's like a contactless soap dispenser. And I've just got the hand. I go, like this. And I catch it in my hand. Oh, dear. Like that. And then I was trying to go to 50s and the 60s. And I think in the 50s, it's like the, um, you know, if you've been drilling uh, in the wall and then you find that little pile of, dust on top of the skirting board like that and that's just, that's just you know anyway and that, that all came from women's necks yeah it came from women's necks yeah. it's just it, you know I, I, i've got two kids i've got a six-year-old and a seven-year-old and the uh and the six-year-old loves showing off and he's completely fearless and he doesn't care what people think and he's totally driven and everyone always goes to me oh he's going to be the stand-up right but then the seven-year-old always comes up with oblique thinking. He mm. always comes up with me and says something that nobody else has thought. Yeah. And like every now and again, I'll hear it and I'll just go, that's really clever. And I, I think he will be the standard. Yeah, yeah, naturally. That, seems, that, mm, that is what gives thinker. you the joke. Everyone goes, everyone looks at the, the performing and the kind of like, you know, the hey, like this. But we know from doing comedy years that there are loads of people who want to be comedians, mm. but there are a lot less people who want to do comedy. Yeah. They're two very different things. And the ability to do comedy is much more innate than the ability to be a comedian. Yeah, you need to have loads of bravery. And when people come up to me, uh, you know, and they'll meet me independently of, of the world of comedy and they'll ask what I do and I tell them. And once they go, they really, do you really? They'll go, uh, oh, I could never do what you do. And when I push them on it, it's always the same. It's I could never get up in front of people and tell them stuff. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm boy, But that, you yeah, can then. learn. Yeah, no one ever says I can never bit. do what you do. What's that? Oh, look at something mundane and come up with a completely different I angle love, on it. That's funny that people aren't expecting. No one says that. I and love, that's the skill. I love that. I've never thought about that, but that is so true. That yeah. happens all the time. But no one ever goes. It, no one ever goes. I, I wouldn't be able to come up with a, a, a routine with a punchline every ten seconds, which is the hard bit. Yeah, I'll I never wow. be able to 
look at the word <laughs> psychotherapist and go, oh, I wonder if someone's made a joke called psycho the rapist. You know, it's just it's just that. I mean, I know that's a bad example because that's a well-known joke and it's been around 40 years. But I'm yeah. saying, but that's what I mean by oblique thinking. I mean, looking yeah. at, like, my whole comedy Spotting career stuff. started with oblique thinking. I was 22. I was driving back from one of my jobs as an engineer. And I was sat with another guy and was sharing a lift. And, and we were coming down from Sittingbourne and there's a sign and it said, no road markings. And I said, I said, I'm quite pleased they put that sign there because now I know what to not look for. And he laughed, right? And then, and I just thought, and I just said, it's kind of weird. He goes, because I've never thought that looking at that sign. And then about a half a mile later, there's a sign that said, and you'll know it if you come down from Sheppey or CA249, it says deceptive bend ahead. And I said, well, how's it going to deceive me? You've already told me about it. I said, unless the road is straight and that's the deception. <laughs> and then he laughed again. He goes, oh, you're really funny at this. And I just thought, that is the skill. It's not the standing up in mm. front of people and going, look at me. You know, anybody who's given a business presentation shits themselves. Once they give a hundred, they're bored. You know, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. But you can't teach yourself to look at something differently. Mm. Uh, that, that comes innate. And yeah, timing is innate. And we could talk about that forever. But if you're going to come up with a joke, and bear in mind, this applies to writers, not just performers. You've got to have that you've got to have that parallel thinking. And that's why whenever someone goes, oh, I've come up with a computer routine that can write jokes, you know, and I, there, mm. I mean, I could, I could sit down with somebody who's never written a joke before and say, and say, let's write a joke. And what we'll do is we'll pick up like a book of idioms. Like there's an idioms, uh, um, I'm going to find it now, an idioms free dictionary. Here we go. So one of these online dictionaries called thefreedictionary.com has got idioms, right? So what you can do is you can search your idioms for, uh, let's say, a phrase. So let's say a pencil or something like that. I don't know. It's off the top of my head, right? Okay. So let's search idioms for it. Um, um, you know, putting lead in one's pencil or not the sharpest pencil in the cup, pencil or something. In. So like the example, um, or pencils, let's pencil it in or something like that. So, so what you could do then is you can then try and come up with a pun on the back of that, you know, mm. um, I'm, I'm pick something really bad because I can't think of a joke off the top of it or something like that. But you can actually just search for random idioms. If you go to just idioms, here we go. And I'm just going to get rid of the pencil bit and then like that and go. So um, just random idioms. Uh, here we go. Uh, Peter, come off that, back to idioms. You're not the sharpest pencil in the thing. Oh, that was a bit blunt. Not the sharpest pencil in the case, you know, like you're not the sharpest pencil in the box. And the, but if you call someone that, you could be quite blunt about it. Yeah, you could. That's that's it. Yeah. Well, boom. There you go. Then don't be yeah. blunt. But it's not the sharpest pencil, which is yeah. blunt. Which is how yeah. I would then say. You see, yeah. there you go. <laughs> um, uh, and he goes, um, okay, here we go. I've just, uh, I just clicked on idioms, right? And of course, because it, it's alphabetical, it's giving me all the ones with brackets at the beginning because obviously they. So it's got as in brackets, as honest as the day is long. There you go. This is a good example of an idiom, right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I could just say, I've got this mate called Dave. He's brilliant. He's as honest as the day is long. Unfortunately, he's an Eskimo and they're currently in their winter, <laughs> you know? And so, and then you can That's have a, a joke, joke about the fact that they, really they don't good. have any days. Their nights are 24 hours or something like that, you know, and, and whether people would know that as well. And he goes, yeah, it's 24 hours night, you know, actually. And in fact, Dave died recently uh, when he converted to Islam and it was Ramadan. And he could only eat when the sun came up. Uh, those last four months of winter really killed him off. So, that, you know, there's an example of that. And so I showed you to start with an idea. <laughs> but even though you've got the idea, even though you could work out a pun, you still need the, the oblique thinking. To yeah, turn yeah, it into yeah. a joke, and and that's 
that's the weird thing because I have people who come along to comedy courses and I see and they so want to be comedians and they and they do it and they and they and they and they're quite good at retelling stories and stuff mm. like that. But I just think that even if you retell a story, when people start listening to you and watching your manners, they can second guess it. You need to pull the rug out, and it doesn't just mean and then I got off the bus. It means just saying it in a way they're not expecting or a take on something like the whole, you know, the mum with the fan heater. There you go. You know, that yeah, yeah. it just has to be the other way around. Um, mm. So anyway, when you said um, idiom free dictionary, it sounds like a dictionary without any idioms in. Yeah, again, idioms on the free dictionary. Yeah, an idiom free dictionary. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, people love that. That's the beautiful thing. I'm mean, also the reason why our life is so much easier is because of the English language. Yeah, you know, um, so this whole idea of, um, you know, I, I think it was in Mad Cartoon in the late 60s. You know, it was like, you know, it was, a, you know, they have two two frame cartoon things where you basically you have, uh, what do you call it? The, um, so you have the, the cartoon, you know, the, the setup and the punch in two frames. Mm. And it was like a, it was a circus owner and he had like one of those circus curtains and it's okay. a sign saying, it goes, you know, five, one dollar, see, man eating chicken, you know, and they go in and they're just all around the window of a restaurant with a bloke eating a chicken. You see, that's great. I love it. But, but as someone pointed out to me, that joke only works in English. We only okay. have that tense of that, you know, you know, because in German or in French, you'd move the verb if it's a man eating a chicken or a chicken, eat, uh, you know, or a, yeah. a chicken that eats men, you know. So we're really lucky. We've get, we've been given a language that makes comedy a lot easier. Yeah, it's endless, really, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also because our language is this sort of hodgepodge of loads of other cultures and and nationalities and languages. So so we can borrow other people's use of language to make our jokes. Yeah, like have you got an example of that? Well, as, um, as in using their words that sound like English words. No, but it's like it. it, it it's like well man eating chickens a good example of that but like but what i mean is um that we have two or three different words to use for something okay so that yes. we can always say uh, a, a version so, so of you don't it. repeat so a you, word yeah we never repeat a word well you know this mm. never, when you see someone do a joke and they repeat a word and you explain to them you go well you don't do that and they go why and they go i just can't i can't you, tell you why you just yeah, don't yeah just don't but it's you like that in any don't. sentence, any literature, anything. If there's a repeat of a word in a sentence, it doesn't sound good. Not even if it's no, not a joke. I've had to dump whole jokes because I haven't found another word for the thing that's in the setup and the punchline. Yeah, can you, you know, think I'm of anything? I'm going to try and examples. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've had that know. before. Or the word is so obscure that no one uses it anymore that it just sounds mm. weird that you haven't used the, the original word in the first place. Um. Uh, yeah, like, for example, okay, so here's an example of a joke I found where I wasn't happy with it because it's like, you know, when you find, you know, North is a quite popular surname. Yeah. But like, you can imagine that people with the married name of North, I said, if you marry someone called, so this is how I was trying to do with a joke, but again, got it right. It's like, if you marry someone with the surname North, never take the surname because two Norths repel each other. <laughs> And again, it's a, it's a it's a magnetism joke, right? Yeah, yeah. So shit. Anyway, and um, so what's wrong like, with that? Well, no, because originally I had it down as you know, two people marry with the name North, and because if they marry each other, then they repel each other, and just even each, each other, other each being other. used twice, it just clunked, and it's yeah. just it, it hurt to read it, let alone say it out. 
and I was trying to find ways of, of, of doing it. Um, so just get married yeah. though, right? Sorry? Just get, if they just... Married, yeah, because people with the surname North, they're likely to repel each other. You know, I'm trying to think, but you have to do the married thing so they both took the same surname. Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to find examples in my in my now my my very truncated. How many joke. years? I mean, worth it was you got there I lost, now? I lost 15 years worth of jokes, and it's Jesus. you know. I mean, my my the way I sort of was okay about. It, I thought I would have come up with something with it by now, surely. So you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay, I'm trying to find examples of another one. Um, you made me think I need to back up my stuff. I use Google oh, yeah. Docs now, so that you, it's quite hard to lose anything on there, right? Or is that what happened to you? What, oh, oh, it no, was, you no, it was, that... it was yeah, that's the thing I was using, but I was using the cloud, and then oh, it got okay. written over, and then there's no backups. Uh, you see, if you use Google Docs, it's all right because they've got history. Yeah. So if it, if it just hit delete by mistake, go back. But this was using something called Simple Note, which didn't have a history. I, I know yeah. exactly. I wanted something we could just type text in really quickly, and Google Docs is not quick for that. You see, so you know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, I'm just looking at this. I'm looking at my short lines and all my short, uh, short, short lines are just ideas for ideas I'm going to do later on. Like Right Move, the app. I've just written far right move for people who want to move into fascist areas i don't know i don't know what i've just wrote far right move that's all i wrote uh excess taggage oh yeah as opposed to when people on, on social media tag you too many times so I've, it's just because i like the phrase it's oh like excess I've come up with a okay sometimes i've come up with a punchline that doesn't have a joke like oh yeah with the kids like armor bedden putting them to bed uh oh i've written some I mean, I, I've got three words here that are incredibly dark that I could never do as a joke. Okay. I've written Candy Crush, Hillsborough, question mark. Candy, candy. Right. Because the Hillsborough disaster, as we know, is one of those areas that you can't do in comedy because yeah. Liverpool fans... Of course. Like, yeah, yeah. very upset about it. And obviously, yeah, yeah. you can't make a joke about tons and tons of people dying. It's horrific and horrible. But obviously what happens is you look at the edges of a joke and see if you can make a joke about the fact that you can't make a joke about it. Mm. You know, I, I mean, I've had ones 
I've got jokes like that where there's an awful joke, but my joke comes from making a joke about it. But when the Hillsborough disaster happened, all of the 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 sponsor of Liverpool FC was candy. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Right. So all those fans wearing replica shirts were were candy and they were crushed to death. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I hear of the game Candy Crush, that's where my brain went, which is totally dark. I've never done a joke about it. It isn't. It's too. And if Mm. you're watching right now and you're a Liverpool fan, this is like, this is too difficult to listen to. It's so funny because on the Venn diagram of people that know that was the sponsor and then people that know Candy Crush is going to be yeah. a, such a small amount of people as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I mean, the overlaps on them. And, and all the people that know that was the sponsor, that, that was the sponsor, are the people you should not be doing that joke to. Yeah, exactly. The, the, <laughs> the only people who will get this joke are the people who won't find it funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's it's a, it's a, it's a pointless joke. But it's an example of the fact that you, you're not coming up, you're, trying, you're not trying to make people laugh, you're trying to be clever. Yeah. Um, uh, Anti-don't-commit-suicide slogan on a jumper. Um <laughs> Again. I had a I had a joke about um someone making no making someone jump. Right. And then it'd be a suicide reveal and it just never I did it a few different ways and it just just suicide's not a good if you um, unless that is your act. Like for like Anthony Jeselnik could do any suicide joke and he's he's set himself up to be that sort of act so he could get away with it, but Right. But your but, way but is nicer. The, the feels you spend nicer. so much time looking at the joke, you forget whether it's okay to do it or to hear it. Yeah. And like I've above that, I'd written, uh, "Is it wrong to make a joke about Chinese girl firing chocolates out of her vagina, or is it wrong on so many revels?" Okay, okay, and and she, it's, like, it's just it's not. There's no situation where I can tell that joke no. other than to another comic. Other than to another comic, because the comic's going to love it, because they're going to go, "Oh, that's funny for funny sake," you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the ones that I've, I've given. I've got into trouble for making jokes before when I just thought it was a really good idea for a joke, and I got it. Wrong. In which like, way? In what way? As in, at a gig, you got into trouble or online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had complaints. I've had rights. I've had people walk out. Really? Because I just think of it, because the problem is that when you run your own gig, you're constantly turning over stuff. Yeah. And you spend so much time thinking, can I do this joke that you worry about? Like, like for example, there was a, a, a fire at a fireworks factory down here in, in, near, in the Sussex. And I think it was in Hailsham or something. And the, it was a massive fire. It was seen for miles around. So it was big news down here. And two firemen died okay. putting out the fire. And it happened in the afternoon of a Sunday. And two hours later, I'm on stage at Comedia. And the news has literally just broken. I mean, it literally the dust has not settled yet, you know. <laughs> And I'm on stage and I said, well, it's been a tough day, the news, um, that fireworks factory fire. Two people died. Ah, ooh, ee, woo. And I did the firework noises after the ah. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying a lot of people. But just in my head, I'm thinking this is a really good joke. I I was thinking you were going to say something like, I think it was, I don't think they should have been celebrating. Because obviously, if no, you saw it, all the fireworks <laughs> going off. <laughs> yeah, well, you could. I mean, the better joke, the better, more sensitive joke would be that firework factory fire when two firemen died, five ended up in intensive care. But I think if they come out of intensive care, if they're going to celebrate, 
probably not with fireworks. But you wouldn't do that because mm. you wouldn't say the word firework twice, would you? Yeah, so, yeah. so we're really sitting there thinking, how do we do the joke? But it's not the point, is it? Sometimes it's just about it being less offensive. So, uh, so with that particular one, did that that got complaints? Did it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I, 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 I got I made a joke about, um, and again, it's about trying to find. Sometimes I'll come up with a punchline, and then I'll try and work out the. The, the setup to do it. So I came up with a punchline. I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to ruin the I, joke. I, I just put my hand up like I wanted to say something. I don't know, I can't believe I just did that. Go on, what? <laughs> go, go, go to the toilet. Um, I was going to say is with that last joke, could you now, now no one remembers that as a thing or if you yeah. went somewhere else, could you just create that as a, a joke where people assume it's not real so they're not offended? Mm. So you could say there was a, there's you a depersonalize it. That's exactly how you make it. You depersonalize. What you just go because that's a great go, setup. The old ah, oh, that's, yeah, that's no, a really what good. What you just joke. say is like, you know, like the thing is, it, it, it's um, you could talk about like, you know, um, okay, so it could come on the back of me doing a piece about you know, my kids going back to school with coronavirus and say like that. And they're going, well, I'm worried about my children. You know, I'm in various WhatsApp groups and they're going, I'm worried about my children getting ill, worried about my children getting ill. And my take on it is like, you know, like on June the 1st, I'm taking my children to school if it's on fire. I will turn to them and say, there's your bottle of water. It's up to you how much of that is refreshment and how much of that is to put out flames. Have a great day, right? <laughs> okay. And saying that, and it goes, I don't, look, it's not that I don't love my kids. It's that I've done the maths on this. I've done the research. Three people, children under the age of 12 have died because of coronavirus. You know, I read a report the other day that 30 people die each year, right? Just from fireworks, you know, which is sad. You know, I read that and I thought, ah. Oh, Ooh, ee, woo. Yeah. you know and the uh, only way that's going to upset someone if there's someone in the audience who died because of a firework i genuinely thought as you're doing that you said corona virus corona virus and i, I was like is that the joke but he's still talking what is that not a joke what's it <laughs> no that's the thing you see but you're looking for the joke i think other people aren't I'm, I'm giving an example of how it will be so there's an opinion there's a little bit of observation and then there will be a you know a, mm. a, a little bit of twist I, I just love you know my favorite jokes are the ones that comics can't get you know um so it, it would be the uh uh yeah like the and i talk about being unfaithful and i say like you know I, I, on the back of that kind of that joke about you know the cock in cock out and i just say i could never be unfaithful to someone i've got too much uh, um empathy if i upset someone it upsets me uh i'll give you an idea how boringly faithful i'm i can't even masturbate thinking about other women without feeling like I'm being unfaithful to my girlfriend. Uh, you know, I have to spend the, the two minutes beforehand imagining she's died. <laughs> and and the, the best thing about that joke is nobody, <laughs> including other comics, sees, sees it coming. Because they're kind of like, I've set up everything you need to know. Like, and okay, it, I can't. And then he goes, I have to. And then, of course, I get the extra clown laugh by acting it out. And on stage, yeah. I will sort of grab my face and then start gyrating with my crotch going, oh, oh, car crash. Ugh! Like that, right? Okay. And then I guess a really good laugh because it's like, it's completely lacking any social graces and it's offensive and you'd only see it in a comedy club. With the two minutes, that sounds like that could be what you're doing to get you in the mood. Yeah, that's the old idea. That, that gets that's you idea. hard. It's me grabbing my crutch going, oh, she's died in a car crash. This is, this is great. And I'll turn to, and then there's another topper. I'll turn to a couple. I go little, and I go, there's a, just a little tip to kind of spice things up for you later, you know, just well, imagine you, she's died. You could then you could say if you're shocked, don't worry, I haven't got a girlfriend yeah. anymore. Well, and that's but but I have a, I have an issue with those reveals because 
because um, when wait, people wait. go, oh, this didn't happen, and then they mention something else, and it logically doesn't add together, I have real problems with that. Do you mean like, so did you, so if you say, I haven't got a girlfriend anymore, yeah. you don't like those? Yeah. So it's, well, even I can when it comes if it's back. at the very end. Yeah. You know. Stephen Cross! Hey! Hashtag Hawuga Stephen Grant and hashtag Hawuga everybody listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you like the podcast, if you enjoyed it, uh, any feedback at Jokes with Mark across all social medias, including TikTok, Joel. I am committed to TikTok. I am putting videos up every day. I I got I got one one of them got a million views, Joel. Amazing. I've never had a million. You're mil- TikTok famous. Wow, I'm not, but a million? I haven't had- That's loads. That's, that's like loads, isn't it? It's so many, it's loads <laughs> and loads, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Go, uh, oh, and I'm, I'm jokes with Mark Simmons on TikTok. I'm not jokes with Mark on TikTok because year, a while ago when Joel first told me about TikTok, I went on there, I signed up, I called myself jokes with Mark, I put a couple of videos up, I got bored of it and didn't use it and then when i tried to use it again they signed me out i couldn't get back in so i think those bastards so i think you could probably find that old one but don't it's that find a new one with mark simmons um yes uh any uh reviews at uh oh that's messed up <laughs> i've got a frog in my throat mate must be that one they dissected <laughs> um any reviews no that's not how we say it. <laughs> if you'd like to leave us a review at Apple Podcast, that would be bloody lovely. Five-star review. Thank you very much. Uh, and if we get five, we will post another bonus episode. So get on there if you haven't done it already. Thank you very much. Um, anything more from you, Joel? Hey, nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Hey, nothing more from me, Joel. Hashtag a Uga, everybody. See you next week. Or before, if you leave five reviews. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? 
we wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.